Hi, everybody. It's the Me and My Boyfriend Nicole podcast. I'm Aurora. And I'm the boyfriend Nicole. Hi. Hi. Long time no record. <laughs> it feels <laughs> like it's been like a month. It's really only been like a week. Maybe two weeks. Has it? Maybe. Yeah. But not to the people. No. They just got an episode last week. That's right. Right. So we're back again. Pulling behind the curtain. <clears throat> right. And today's story, boys and girls, <laughs> is a love story. Mm, true love. <laughs> That's beautiful. Right? Well, Who's this love story about? Me. Aww. Right? So, I was thinking, mm-hmm. right? We all know how I have been on the hunt, the search... The expedition for the love of my life. Mm-hmm. Right? And it hit me when I was at work today. What were um, you doing at work today when this hit you? Yeah. I was <laughs> taking out the trash, <laughs> literally, <laughs> and cleaning up outside. And um, That's when we have our best moments. <laughs> I'm telling you, as I'm sweeping up trash and stuff, I was thinking, and I was like, you know, given my story mm-hmm. thus far... I am so proud of myself and so shocked, if you looked from the outside, looking in, my capacity to love. hmm Like, really. Just everything I've been through in my life. Like, you know me. Mm-hmm. My heart is so open, and I love so hard and so big, and I have so much hope with me, and for the world to be a better place. I feel like it is becoming a better place. For my children, for you, for all the people in my life, you know, and strangers. Like, I just love, I love big, right? Mm-hmm. And it just hit me, like, if you did the math on my life, it really doesn't add up to love. <laughs> There's plenty of people that would have been in my situations and may have been a little more resentful or, you know, downhearted, right? Mm-hmm. Or felt the need to give up at some point. But not me. No. Thank goodness I'm a Leo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's the most Leo shit I've ever heard. <laughs> I just like Leo to say. Overcome, right? <laughs> we believe. We have hope. Um, yes. And we're amazing lovers. But anyway. Oh my gosh. So, um, yeah. We've touched... On a lot of things in my life, Mm -hmm. right? A lot of things in your life, too. Mm -hmm. And I can't wait to hear your love story. Um, And for me, as she covers up her head, Mm -hmm. um, don't worry, it's a Leo moment. It's all about me right now. It's okay. Oh, okay. (laughs) But um, I've talked about how I grew up in, the first word that popped in my head was devastation, but um, in true abuse. Mm -hmm. Like, I just grew up in a very, very... Um, rough household, rough neighborhoods. Like, yeah. it was rough. It's like everything you can possibly think of as horrible things that could happen to a child. That was my life, mm-hmm. you know? Um, before I was even born trying to survive, like, just everything. My mother had um, German measles when she was pregnant with me mm-hmm. in Italy. And at the time... Um, Babies were being born uh, with all types of disabilities, mm-hmm. um, from heart problems, 
and vision problems to hearing problems to missing limbs, like all kinds of things, depending on when you were sick during your pregnancy. Oh, wow. And so at that time, um, I'm aging myself. We all know I'm 46 uh, (laughs) for a little while longer. Uh, (laughs) um, This is the month of Leo right now. Oh, Lord, it's Leo season. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, it was before Roe versus Wade. Oh, Jesus Christ. Right? And um, did you meet Jesus? I love you, <laughs> bitch. <laughs> no, we've had a lot of talks. But um, so they wanted my mother to have an abortion with me, mm-hmm. right? And they actually put her before like a panel of doctors, basically her case. And all but one voted for her to have an abortion. Damn. Um, but she said no. She was 20. And she was like, if something's wrong, I'm going to have it. And we'll just see what happens, you know? Mm-hmm. Thank goodness. Well, her friend, who had been trying to have a baby forever, got pregnant too. And they both had German measles. She opted to have an abortion. And then when I was born, there was nothing wrong with me. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Like, she had like a mental break, you know? Yeah. So, it's like before I was even born, I was fighting to live. Yeah. You know? And then, and that's not a critique on anyone else. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, I'm just saying, talk about my life, you know? Um, <clears throat> but then, um, my father was extremely abusive. You know, my mother was bipolar and very checked out. Yeah. Um, and then later she had a drug addiction and my father took off and just mm-hmm. tons of things. Right. I moved 30 times before I graduated high school. Jesus. And. You know, I used to always tell people is because my dad was in the military and then he got out mm-hmm. and he had another job where um, the only way he could move up is someone died or retired and so we moved around a lot, which mm-hmm. was true. Mm-hmm. But the other 75% of it was because my mother was always leaving and then going back. Right. Like seventh grade, I went to four different schools. Yeah. Let me tell you, that's a bitch because that's when they were teaching about decimals and fractions. Oh, so that's why it's all little... Uh, <laughs> Right? And every time I moved, they either were just getting ready to do that or had already done it. And mm-hmm. so I literally have never learned how to do that. It's like the one thing that is so hard and difficult for me. You know, we're going to do a podcast about learning decimals and fractions. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, and <laughs> Just then, for you, Lou. You're so sweet. And, you know, maybe someday we'll get into the depths of that. Um, and then uh, as... <laughs> As uh, life would have it, I was never allowed to date, like, mm-hmm. in high school and stuff. Um, and so, when I went to college, the first person I dated, I ended up marrying, mm-hmm. right? And it was desperately that I wanted a family. I wanted a family I never had. And so, two months after I got married at 18, um, I got pregnant with my first son mm-hmm. and had him at 19. Um, that was an extremely abusive relationship. I literally left with the clothes on my back and my baby Um, and when I was pregnant with my son, um, he came home drunk one night and and I was like 19 and, um, he had hickeys on him and I just asked where he had been Mm -hmm. and he knocked me to the ground and started kicking me in my stomach. Yeah. And so I started bleeding really bad. I was like five and a half months pregnant. Oh my gosh. And it was like my placenta started to detach kind mm-hmm. of thing. So I'd be on bed rest and um yeah. That wasn't enough for me to leave. No. Were you still in college at the time? No, I had dropped out. Okay. And but I went back. 
Mm-hmm. I got my degree, but it took a long time. Yeah. Um, Were you working? Mm-mm. No, he wouldn't let me work. Oh, well, that's part of the control. Yeah. Um, and so after I had my son, <laughs> you will know why this is funny. He went to Korea for a year. Uh, okay. um, in the military and um, that's when I really started to find myself again and mm-hmm. get back on my feet and everything yeah. and then he came back and um, the abuse started again and I was like absolutely not I'm not going to have my child in this mm-hmm. like, I don't want him to think this is what love looks like or a family or anything else and so was he gone for when um, Hunter was born mm, no he was there Okay. however he wasn't there um he dropped me off at the hospital and left. And I was in the hospital for three days. I had to have emergency C-section. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, like I almost Did he come and check on you? Mm-mm. No. My grandmother came. Um, by the way, I love my mother. However, I literally crawled to a payphone um, when he beat me up when I was pregnant. Mm-hmm. And called my mom asking her for help. And... <laughs> She said to me, you made your bed, you can lie in it, and hung up the phone. What? Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. That was, that was my childhood. So. Okay, girl. Yeah. <clears throat> so, needless to say, yeah. And then, um, later, after I got out of that, like, it was horrible, like, going through the divorce and everything it took me over a year to get divorced. Mm-hmm. And, um, he would slash my tires. He would call my work. And um, tell him that something had happened to the baby. Act like he's somebody else. So oh they can get me on the phone. Yeah. And then um, start threatening me. He'd park across the street from my work. And like follow me. Like it was just horrible. And then um, during the divorce, I had to give him Hunter for a visitation. And he mm-hmm. kidnapped him. And the sheriff's department and everything said there was nothing they could do. Because legally we were both parents. And there was nothing, any paperwork saying that. He didn't have custody. Wow. Yeah, it was like, I mean, this whole thing I went Man, through. things are so different now because now parents can kidnap <laughs> their own children. Yeah. Um, yeah. That that sounds, it sounds so fucked up when you say it. You're yeah. like, yeah, I kidnapped my own child, but it's like, no. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it was just horrible. He, on one visit, um, where I, they said if I did not give him, you know, my son, mm-hmm. that um, they would put me in jail. And that him abusing me had nothing to do with him as a parent, like what he would do to him. Yes, Okay. Yeah. And so um, I went. Mind you, this was in Kentucky, y'all. Well, no, we were getting divorced in Tennessee. Oh. However, he was living in Oak Grove, Kentucky, which uh-huh. where we live at, it's right on the border. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. So they said anything that happened there, which he was staying with like friends and stuff, mm-hmm. didn't even have a job, nothing. <clears throat> that was him. Um, he got kicked out of the military. Yeah. So uh, they wouldn't hear anything that happened. This was back in the 90s, though. It's not like that now, but it yeah. was, you know. I'm sure there are places it still is like that, though. But, um, so I go to um, pick up my son, and he's like a year and a half old, mm-hmm. you know, under two. And uh, he tells me I have to come in because he doesn't have stuff ready. Mm-hmm. And I have to get my child, you know. Yeah. And so I go in, and he, like, punches me right in the face and knocks me out like and there's blood everywhere and hunter's screaming and um and i just go into survivor mode basically because mm-hmm. i mean i grew up that way yeah. you know it's like it was natural to me at that time mm-hmm. and i'm like i'm so sorry i'm so sorry you know like we can talk 
um, can you just get me like a rag or something? I don't want to make a mess, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and he, when he did, as soon as he went to go get a rag, like from the bathroom, I grabbed Hunter and just like ran out the door and jumped in the car, um, and locked the doors and had like Hunter in my lap mm-hmm. and I'm um, just trying to get out of there. And he picked up bricks that were laid out there and started throwing them at my, um, Your windshield. Car. Yeah. And like busted it. And I drove straight to the police department of Grove. I don't know if we talked about this before. I feel like we have, but maybe not on the podcast. <clears throat> and, um, I went in now my face is all beat up, right? My mm-hmm. child has blood on him too. My windshield's busted out, you know, and I'm telling them what happened. And they said to me, well, what'd you do to piss them off? And I'm like, well, we're in the middle of divorce. Well, that pissed me off too. It was all men in there, right? Nothing against men. I love men. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. I'm just saying you got to get the mindset. Yeah. Um, and there is a punchline. You'll hear it. And I'm like, well, he beat me up. That's illegal, mm-hmm. you know? And they're like, well, you're lucky you're alive. You, I mean, you should count your blessings. You know, they wouldn't do anything. Oh, thanks. Big so, ups. Right? The man upstairs. So, yeah. So, um, I had a friend of mine take pictures, right? Mm-hmm. She took pictures of me and stuff. I'm like, just in case, you never know what'll happen, you know? And then um I had to go to the hospital and then I went to the next day I went to Hopkinsville, you had to go to Christian County, to the mm-hmm. DA's office at that time to file charges, right? Mm-hmm. And the district attorney told me it wasn't worth their time because at the most you would get six months probation. Wow. And um, I'm like, but he did this. Like, I have a voice. Like, I want to do something now. I was with him for several years and never did anything. And I want to do something now. And they're like, well, yeah, he doesn't have any record, though. And I'm like, that's what well, I'm Well, I'm starting to do. the record now. Thank yes. you. And so um, I forced them to do it. And mm-hmm. he did get six months probation, you know. <clears throat> However, when he was with the next woman and she had a child, um, he had a record. Mm-hmm. And her attorney contacted me and um, was asking if I would testify and stuff because the same things were happening to her. Yeah. And they weren't married. And she was trying to get custody of her daughter. I was like, absolutely. And then they called me saying that I didn't need it. Just that alone was enough, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and so, you know, help the next person. But things I would hope have changed since then. But that's just one example. Yeah. And then... Um, I was married again. Things did not work out. I'm not really going to get into that. Mm-hmm. That's my children's father. They, they do have something to do with, and he's, you know, a very good dad. Um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> Just because y'all's marriage doesn't work, didn't work out doesn't mean he's not a good father. Right? It doesn't. And then we all know what happened in the last one. Oh, yeah. Right? Where, dun 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 like, oh, hell broke loose. If you don't know, go back a few episodes. It's in there. Trust me. Um, but in between that, um, I had more trauma, more things happen. Like dating as a woman, you know, it's so scary out there. Mm -hmm. Like anything can happen to you. And, um, between my second husband and my third husband, I dated and it was like a friend of a friend of a friend that I had met. Mm Mm-hmm. And, um, cause that's how you did it back in the day. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Before, before online, I yeah. during dial up internet. Okay. <laughs> like it's just somebody like, you know, one of my friends from work, whatever yeah. she, you know, knew somebody and da-da-da. they knew somebody. And yeah. Then, oh, we so it's someone along. we knew, yeah. Yeah. you know, I hadn't met him before, but then I met him a couple of times. Mm-hmm. And so we, um, went out on a date. Right. Um, and 
everything seemed fine at first. Um, but then it wasn't. And, uh, oh, oh, I was 26 at the time. It was 20 years ago. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And, um, he was like, it was our first date and normally I would never do this, but it was somebody that had been vetted. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And he was like, Hey, you know, um, I got off late from work and I had to take my son to the sitter. He was a dad too, Mm -hmm. you know, another single parent. And it was like, hey, can you um, meet me at my house? And we'll go out to dinner from there. And I was like, okay. Yeah. You know? And so I came over, and I'll never forget, he had uh, a Pepsi. And he was like, do you want a soda or something? I was like, sure. And so he poured it into glasses for us, you mm-hmm. know? And I was sitting in the living room, like, looking at a magazine or something. And um, he brought it in there. And he was like, um, where do you want to go? Like, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, I thought we'd do this. And I was drinking it, and mm-hmm. the next thing I know, um, I felt really tired, and then I got a really bad headache, and then it was like, I couldn't move my arms, and I couldn't, like, move my, like, I couldn't speak, and everything else. Was it, like, a slow process? Or was it, like, all of a sudden? It was just all of a sudden out of nowhere. Okay, I was, I'm only asking for people that yeah may need to and know I, what that feels like right and i don't do drugs right i i didn't barely drink mm-hmm. like i had no idea and i was like what's wrong like first I felt like it was sick and then it was just like all of a boom. sudden yeah. yeah um and then he raped me mm-hmm. you know they call it date rape which i don't know if that's a nice way to say it but basically that's what happened yeah yeah i don't know yeah. if there's a nice way to say it yeah. at all yeah um and the only thing i remember like i remember everything but i remember i was crying and just begging him to wear a condom Mm -hmm. you know and then um i like kind of came out of it Mm -hmm. kind of thing and he was like so it was a really nice date like thanks a lot and again i go into survival mode Mm -hmm. you know and i'm just like okay and just trying to get out of there yeah as soon as you can as soon as i could and i'm just like just get to the car Mm -hmm. and then um, I just got to get home and like, just deal with it there. Yeah. Yeah. I just need to get home. Yeah. And like, you just can't wash it off. Like it's so bad. You yeah. Know? Um, and I remember calling one of my friends, my girlfriend at the time, um, Diana and talking to her about all of it and she came over and stuff. And I don't think people understand like, um, you know, everybody's like, well, you file charges, whatever. Mm-hmm. Let's remember the last time I went. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it's like, you start to do this self thing where it's like, what did I have to do with this? Like, how is this my fault? Right. That I trusted someone, mm-hmm. you know? And that I drank a Pepsi Cola, you know? Like. Yeah, I mean, you weren't even drinking alcohol. No, nothing. Yeah. You know? But then the blaming yourself. And like, if I go to. You know, the hospital, if I say something like, what's mm-hmm. going to happen to me? Are like, they going to believe me? Too? Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And trying to, you know, just, I just wanted to go away. Mm-hmm. You know, I just, and so then I didn't date for a long time. And then when I did date, I started dating women. Right. You know, which I am attracted to women. Yeah. Yeah. I've yeah. I don't want people that. to think that. No, uh... no. But I was like, I just couldn't. Yeah. Of you course. Know? And um, then I met my third husband and at the time I was like dating women you mm-hmm. know and um 
he was very like sweet and mm-hmm. patient and kind with me and didn't try and force anything. And, yeah. He you loved know, you through it. Yes. Yes. Yeah. He healed me a lot through that. Mm-hmm. That's one of the things I'll always be grateful for him too is because like anytime we started to get intimate, like just kissing and like anytime I went past that, mm-hmm. like I would just shut down. Yeah. And he would sense it. And um, I had a rocking chair in my room and mm-hmm. he would um, sit in the rocking chair and have me sit in his lap and just like rock me mm-hmm. and just tell me everything's okay. And like he really helped me through that. And then just slowly, you know, doing things and everything else to where I felt comfortable in my own body again and like yeah. being intimate again. And I will always be thankful for him, you know, being that way with me because everybody knows I love sex now. <laughs> Not that I've had sex in so long, dude. It's been like over six months. Like, uh, <laughs> but that's a personal choice. Like, I do a lot of self love, <laughs> love self love. But I've always said I'm not gonna let my past dictate my future, mm-hmm. and I'm not gonna let anyone that hurt me take love away from me. Yeah, love for myself, love for anyone else, and love for my future. You know, and I'm like, I am going to have a great love in my life, and I'm not gonna let some asshole ruin it. Yes, some horrible person take that away from me. And I will heal myself and I will love so that I can be ready for him because it's going to be fucking awesome and I deserve it. Mm. And this is where I say, yes, there's a lot of things I have survived and there are things I have overcome and everything else, but it is a love story. Like my life is a love story. I feel like everyone's life is a love story. Mm -hmm. I feel like our purpose on this planet is to love, to love big, to love hard. Like no matter what happens, you keep on loving. And if I hadn't been through so much in my life, it's like when I find that person, I'm not going to be able to truly appreciate it Mm -hmm. like I will now because I have been through all that. Yeah. And it's like, I can truly tell the difference between good and bad Mm -hmm. and real and not real and the depths of love. And to be so thankful and grateful for the person that is right for me, for the person that's meant to be for me, for the person that loves every single thing about me, my silliness, my quirkiness, my bad singing, my even worse dancing, you know, <laughs> like <clears throat> our pajama parties, yeah. you, my kids, like someone that just loves everything about me, how amazing that's going to feel and how that is going to happen for me and to me and how I deserve that. And it's a love story. Yeah. You know? And how we tell ourselves things, good and bad, Mm -hmm. you know? But how we define ourselves is is really how we see the world, too. You know? And I choose to see all the positive and amazing things in myself and everyone else. And that um, the capacity for love that you hold for yourself And for everyone else is your way to get through everything Mm -hmm. and also a way to truly enjoy life. You know, like I could have given up at any point, but what would that have done for my children? What would that have done for me? You know, if I had given up, I wouldn't have my youngest son. Yeah. You know, Um, and who knows what else will happen in my life. And I'm like, I'm ready. I've been through all this shit in my life (laughs) and great times. I've had great times too. Like, you know, um, but I'm very excited about the next chapter and what it has to bring. And I share all this to say, 
We've all been through trauma. We've all been through things that we wish wouldn't have happened or that we could take back, you know? Mm-hmm. And I wish I could kiss everybody's boo-boos and make it better. But I just want you to know you're not alone. Yeah. Like, I share this because you're not alone. Whatever has happened to you, someone else has been through that too. And it doesn't take anything away from you, but you're not alone. Don't ever give up. Don't let anyone steal your happiness, your joy, you know, your love. Like, you deserve love. You're beautiful. You're wonderful. You deserve all the best in life. All you got to do is keep getting up every morning. And just love the life you have. And as Aurora says, you can restart your day anytime. You <laughs> Somebody can... else said that. I just stole that quote. Right. Um... <laughs> you can restart your life anytime. You yeah. can make it a new chapter anytime you want. You know? Mm-hmm. And love heals all. It really does. Love wins. It's from the musical Rent. Mm-hmm. All right, there we go. Um, <laughs> Anything you'd like to share? No, it makes me think of this quote um, that I heard from RuPaul's Drag Race. Of course. <laughs> of course Bring it, it Ru. Yeah, no, so um, this drag queen, Kylie Sonique Love, um, she said mm-hmm. something to another drag queen, Raja O'Hare, that has really been overplaying in my mind a lot recently, especially thinking about my previous job, is... Um, don't let the scared and hurt child inside of you make your adult decisions. Oh, damn. Yeah. So that's just been like... Oh, that hurt me deep. Like, I've been hearing it on replay. Mm-hmm. And that really makes me think of that, of how you easily could have just... Like a scared child, like, I'm not going to let anybody get close to me or mm-hmm. kind of go... Just live your life in survival mode. Yeah. You know? That's where I say my children are one of the greatest blessings in my life. One of the things I'm most proud of, everything else. Because having them, and especially having my older ones young, mm-hmm. it's like I got to relive the childhood I always wanted with them. Yeah. You know? And we can have ice cream and waffles for breakfast. We can play laser tag in the house. Like, yeah. We had unbirthday parties from Alice in Wonderland. You know? Like, all kinds of things, you know? We had a tent in the living room, mm-hmm. which we do it again with Frankie. But, um, <laughs> you know, I'm like clubhouse, like everything. Um, but also, I never could give up. I never could stop because I had them. And I was determined to stop all the cycles of abuse that has happened in my in my family, you know, yeah. and the addictions and all of that. Like, they're not going to be a part of that, you know. And... I just, I'm so thankful to have them because they healed me. Mm -hmm. They made me better. They made me stronger. They made me see love in such a new way. And um, they're amazing. They're pretty freaking (laughs) awesome. You've met them. Oh, yeah, I like them. They're They're my jolly green giants. All three of them are six foot tall or more. Yeah, and they're just the sweetest, sweetest young men ever. And I look at them. And, and she's I'm, not saying that this is a biased mom. They actually are. They are, right? And I'm like, Hunter, Christian, and Nikki, I love them so much. But um, it's just like, this is my gift to the world. It really is. Like, when they were growing up, I would never, ever, ever allow any of my friends or relatives or family to ever in my home 
say anything negative about men. Mm-hmm. You know, because I think so often you have a fight with your man or you, you know, had a crappy boyfriend or, you know, whatever. And it's just automatically you go to the men are assholes. Men and shit. Yeah. Yeah. All that yeah. kind of stuff. That was never allowed in my house because mm-hmm. I am raising men. Mm-hmm. Good men. And we are never, ever going to put men down. Right. You know? Whatever happened in your situation happened with you and that person. And I'm not taking that away. But we are not going to make a general statement and say that men are bad. Right. Men are a gift. They're wonderful people. They're incredible fathers, loving husbands, you know, sweet sons. Like, Mm -hmm. they're good and we need them. And I am so proud of the men that I have raised um, and who they are. Mm -hmm. And that also helped to heal me because I'm like... If they're in the world. Yeah, exactly. There has to be other men like this. Well, and you're part of shaping shaping someone that would never treat you the way, like would never treat another woman the way that you were treated. Absolutely not. So it's almost like you're putting good karma into the world. Yes. Yes. And Trinity and Sarah, you're welcome. Um, (laughs) (laughs) That's my boys, women's. Um, Nikki, can't wait to see who you get with. Uh, we um, have theories. We have theories. We do. We'll we're see. not going to share the theories. Right. In 10 years, we'll see where we're at. But, um, <laughs> we'll see who was right. Yes. Yes. But, um, I love my boys and I love my life and I love you. And I'm just so excited about where this love story is going to take me. So. Possibilities. Ooh, we are open to all the possibilities. Mm-hmm. Bring it. Let's go, beach. Yes. So, what's your love story? What you know is happening in your love? Not literally you. I mean, oh, you're asking the audience. But the audience, I'm like, don't let anyone steal your joy, man. Like, Mm -hmm. love hard, love big. And if it falls, okay, Mm -hmm. dust yourself off, get back up, and do it again. Get on bubble, because Lord knows, after a troll or two, I'll get right back on. No. <laughs> Not even after a troll. During a troll shit. <laughs> but I will say, yeah, go back and listen to another episode. Um, I think that's 39. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah. I will say, Hinge has been doing me right. I'm just going to, that's all I'm going to say. I'm going to say, Hinge is it's good. You should check it out, people. Um, yeah. Aurora's the one who got me to try Hinge. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She talked the most shit about it, too. And then now she's like, oh, I like Hinge. And I'm like, all right, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. So, that's it. That's my story. That's part of my story. Not the whole part thing. Of my, not the whole thing. Yep. And it's happily ever after already. So. Amen, sister. Right? We shall see. All right. Well, um, don't forget to like and subscribe, guys. Leave us a comment down below. Share with your friends. Right? Share your love story. Yeah. Yeah. And love yourself. Love yourself. Tonight. Tonight. All right, we're done. Okay. (laughs) Peace out. Bye.